Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Magic and the Moon podcast. And as always, I'm your host, David. And this week, we are talking about magic circles, what they are, what they're for, who uses them, and why. So the circle is a distinctive form of Wiccan practice and some other forms of non-Wiccan witchcraft. The practice of casting a circle for magical uses can be traced back to very ancient roots. The circle was used in ancient Sumeria, as well as Greece, Rome, and Egypt, and circle rites were also prominent in the grimoire traditions of medieval Europe up until about the 1800s, which has led to it being an integral part of many folk magic traditions. So let's talk about how the magic circle came to be. Many ancient people marked the rising of the sun each day. Where the sun rose was counted as one degree, and they noticed that as the sun would rise in a generally eastward direction, that it would move one degree in a clockwise fashion every day. By marking each degree from one day to the next, they noticed the sun traveled 360 degrees, a perfect circle. There are, of course, those missing five days, but many ancient civilizations made adjustments to their calendars for this exact reason, just like we do now with leap years. So, for example, the ancient Egyptians called them intercalendar days, and the five days represented the five gods that were given birth to by Muit, that were Osiris, Isis, Set, Nephthys, and Herur. So, why do so many witches, Wiccans in particular, cast a circle in the east? For many, it might be because the sun rises in the east, and the circle is symbolic of the sun's rising. However, for Wiccans specifically, it is because the goddess is symbolized by the moon, and the full moon also rises in the east. So the circle is cast in the east to salute the goddess, and then it is moved clockwise to the south, the west, and then ending in the north. The actual purpose of the circle is a little bit more involved. But before we get into that, it's important to note that not all witches cast the circle the same way, or at all, and the circle means different things to different people. But generally speaking, the circle has four purposes. To act as a boundary, to be a container, to be used for protection, and to function as a temple. The circle is a boundary because it delineates the liminal space between the material realm of the natural world and the spiritual realm of the gods and the spirits. It is a container because it holds magical energy until it is released to fulfill a spell, a ritual, or other magical working. It is used for protection because it is a shield against negative energy and unwanted entities that you don't want to cause you harm or to influence the magic that you're working. And finally, it is a temple because it is, this, uh, it is the place that we experience the gods. The circle also represents the macrocosm. The direction of east is precisely zero degrees in the sign of Aries, and as one moves around the circle, it's evenly divided among 12 zodiacal signs, and the macrocosm is symbolized by the hexagram, the six-pointed star. Also represented by the circle is the Wheel of the Year, the seasonal calendar of festivals that is celebrated by Wiccans and many other pagans. Another important concept to address is the quarters, or the directions, the quarters in this context refer to east, south, west, and north, all of that may vary by tradition, and many but not all Wiccans and other witches may ascribe elemental associations to the quarters as well. Oftentimes, these are air in the east, fire to the south, water in the west, and earth in the north. The Wiccan symbol of the pentagram, the five-pointed star, represents this microcosm, 
with each of the four quarters and their elements being represented by one point of the star and the fifth point symbolizing the gods. The microcosm is within the macrocosm. And there's a phrase that says the drop of water contains within it all that is within the ocean, which means that within the self is the entirety of the universe. So if you master yourself, you master the magics as well. This is the essence of witchcraft and is all symbolized in the circle. So let's talk about the actual practicality of casting a circle. Not everyone does it the same way. Some people don't do it at all. And there's not really one right or wrong way. But today I'm going to talk you through one example of how you could choose to cast a circle if you would like. This is not um, oath bound material. This is kind of just my general, vague, non-specific recommendation for circle casting. So I don't want any comments um, saying I'm breaking any rules. (laughs) All right. So what you can do is um, wherever your space is going to be, if that's your room, part of your house, maybe you're outside in your backyard, wherever that you are, but you want a decently sizable area, maybe at least like five feet or so, you're going to set in each direction um, some sort of object to represent the boundaries. Maybe it's a candle. Maybe it's some crystals that you like. Um, some people like to get really specific and have the elements represented. So that, for example, they might have like a candle for fire, um, a glass of water for water, some salt for the earth, etc. So you're going to set those up um, in their cardinal directions, giving yourself enough space to move around the middle. And you can use a compass to do that. A lot of phones have free compass apps. So you'll just find true north and then go from there and then you're going to want to cleanse your space um i'm not going to get into that because there's an entire episode about how to do that so go listen to that if you have not done so so you're going to cleanse your space you're going to make sure it's uh magically cleansed but also just clean in the literal sense make sure there's not stuff in the way that's going to catch on a fire or that you're going to trip over or anything like that and before you cast the circle you're going to want to make sure you have all the things you're going to need that you're going to use in that circle. Because usually after the circle is cast, um, it's best not to leave until the circle is closed and your magic is completed. So think about things that you need. Like, do you need tarot cards? Do you need a wand or an athame? Do you need candles, incense? Do you have any other like altar items you're including? Are you working with herbs? Be thinking about what you're doing and what it's going to require you supplies-wise and have all of that with you beforehand because if you forget it then you're gonna have to go without until next time or start all the way over so once you have all that figured out you have your boundary set you have your plan you have all of the things that you might need you are going to start in the east not that you have to but again this is kind of uh the framework that is pretty common to work with there's a lot of history behind that you're going to start in the east you're going to invoke the element of air um there's a lot of ways that that can work um you might just invoke the element in the general sense you might have a specific uh spirit that you associate with that some people may choose to use um just an elemental spirit some people believe in elemental lords um the four archangels have associations with the elements as well so for example if you did want to do that way um raphael would be considered the angel of the east and then you would welcome them thank them for showing up and then you would move to the south in this case and repeat um and i won't repeat all of that for each direction but just so you know um if you do like the angelic kind of stuff 
Usually Raphael is the east, Gabriel is the west, Michael is the south, and Uriel is the north. So you're going to do that. You're going to go start in the east, go to the north, and then back to the east to complete the circle. You're going to invoke the elements in each one. So air in the east, fire in the south, water in the west, earth in the north, and either just the element generally or the spirit or whatever you're associating with each coordinate point. And you are going to then announce that the circle is cast. So if that involves uh, thanking gods, um, if you don't believe in gods, maybe you're just expressing your gratitude that you have the space, kind of whatever you do to kind of seal the deal on that. And then you're good. Circle is cast. You might want to have uh, in your declaration some sort of statement about evil is not allowed to enter. Um, a really common one is some version of the phrase that like the circle is now cast, no evil may enter it. Um, things like that. Because you don't want to accidentally give permission for just anything to kind of show up because uh, it can fuck you up for one thing, but can also um, make your spell ineffective. So that's something to consider as well. Another thing is when to cast a circle, what type of magical working actually requires the use of a circle. Um, and this varies by perspective as well. Generally speaking for myself, at least I do not cast a circle for everything I do. Like if I am just doing a tarot reading or some sort of divination, I'm not going to cast a circle for that. Um, if I'm doing like a cleansing um, with like salt or water, or just even like with incense, I'm not casting a circle for that. Stuff that I would cast a circle for is if I am specifically petitioning the gods for something, then yes. Um, and this is going back to the function of the circle as a temple. Um, not that you have to do that necessarily, because I, I think... In my opinion, anyway, the gods can come to you whenever they'd like to. So you don't necessarily have to formally invoke them in a circle to be heard. But um, I do think it is a way to be formal and respectful if you would like to, especially if you're asking for something very large. Um, if I am doing any sort of banishing, um, I'm going to cast a circle because you're specifically engaging with spirits. And since you're banishing, it's probably a spirit that's not that nice. Um, and just as an added safety measure, I'm going to cast a circle. Um, within like mediumship and spirit work, if I'm connecting to, uh, for a client, like spirit guides that I have not met yet, I'm going to cast a circle because it's a safety thing at that point. Um, any sort of like really elaborate ritual, I'm going to cast a circle. So if you're doing like, ceremonial magic or like a really complicated um, multi-step ritual that's not just like you throwing herbs in a pot and burning them. Something that's involving like a lot of movement. Um, if you're invoking a large amount of spirits, even spirits you know, just because it's a lot of energy, circle. Um, in previous episodes, I've talked specifically about the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram. That's a very long multi-step process of like high ceremonial magic it's a really complicated rite to perform um and because of the energies that you're working with are intense i would say yes i would do that in a circle as well um circles cast you're doing whatever you're doing and sometimes it might take all day a few hours just a few minutes it really just depends on what you're doing um and of course in most forms of traditional witchcraft coven's work almost exclusively in circles um and that's going to apply to that as well so once you're done 
you've achieved whatever you've set out to do, you finished your working, whatever. You don't just like start putting your stuff away and walk out because your energies are still active. You want to formally close the circle and there's a proper way to do that. Again, this is a really general, non-specific way that I'm describing this. It's not specific to a certain coven or group or tradition or anything like that. But you are going to go around the circle in the reverse order from how you opened it. So in this example, we started in the east. So this time we're going to start in the north, go counterclockwise until we're back in the east. And you're going to do it the same way. So you're going to face uh, the north direction. In this case, you're going to address the element of earth and or whatever beings you have invited. You're going to thank them for showing up. And then you're going to do the same thing in the west and then the south and then back in the east and then announce that the circle is closed. Um, at this point, if you wanted to give offerings to like your gods, your household spirits, your spirit guides, anything that you've asked to help you in this, you could do that afterwards. Um, and then at that point, it would be appropriate to start putting your tools and stuff away because you don't want to do it before you close the circle, because that is basically the same thing as a walking out of the circle halfway through. You want to make sure you're done. Everyone's thanked. Everyone is addressed that the energy shut down. And you don't just have this random um, spirit portal in your bedroom or your backyard or whatever, because that is also the function of the circle as well as it is uh, a gateway in a sense. So that's all I have for you this time. I will include my sources for the episode in the episode description, as well as the instructions for this uh, hypothetical circle cast. And feel free to add, subtract, change, adjust it to whatever meets your needs. But that's all I have for you this time. And I will see you all next week.